Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet. We think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Wrestling Show as I click things here on YouTube if you are watching it live on YouTube and if you're not, why the hell not? YouTube.com forward slash The Miller Report Rules or just search for Simon Miller in YouTube. I mean, please do keep listening to the iTunes and the SoundCloud and the Google Podcast and whatever audio ones as well but also why not stop by and have a little watch of the live podcast as well. I always appreciate it. I know we're doing it at a weird time today. We are meant to do it yesterday but I couldn't because of life and we're doing it an hour earlier on a Wednesday because of life. Sometimes you just gotta roll with the punches and that's what we're doing today hopefully you can catch up later on and hopefully you can join excuse me you can join me anyway if you are live on youtube as always there is a super chat button right down there if you could support the podcast i will read out and answer any question you damn well ask Uh, if i don't like it we'll leave it there and patreon.com forward slash simon miller 316 thank you to everybody that supported this week you have no idea how much it helps and hopefully you'll start to see the changes soon i'm taking all of that cash and i'm plugging it back into all of my personal projects so if you ever enjoyed an episode or you just got a dollar to spare that you wouldn't mind throwing in the patreon pot once a month that would rock also come follow me liar on uh simon 316 on instagram on Twitter, I'm trying to grow my Instagram now because everyone tells me it's the best one. So now I'm trying to focus on it. And of course, if you're on YouTube right now, subscribe. I want to give a shout out to everybody who is in the, the live chat now as well. Thank you very much for joining me live on YouTube. I appreciate it. Uh, right, let's get into it. It's one of those weeks in wrestling where you really feel the lull from WrestleMania. Um, it is... I mean, it really is the classic rock, you know, between a rock and a hard place because we're coming off Super Showdown, which I think universally has been decided was a bit pants because it was. And we're leading into Stomping Grounds, which is like a, a last minute. It was backlash and it was Stomping Grounds and it was cancelled. And it's just a card that is a repeat of the same matches. Those matches aren't exactly very tantalizing to begin with. And I get it. I understand why people are a little down on WWE at the moment. It's not particularly exciting. We all know the issues they have been having over the last few months, really, of year, of continuity and not pushing stars and so on and so forth. But it's, you know, it's kind of, it's doubled down on because of the Stomping Grounds pay-per-view. And we're going to go through the card in a, in a different show. But it is, you know, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. And Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. And Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Alexa Bliss and Bailey picked up some steam. If you didn't see on SmackDown, they had a really cool segment where, uh, you know, basically... I don't know if they were shooting from the hip or not. But I do know that it felt like they were. And that's all that matters. All I ever need is to be able to buy into what I'm being presented. So... You know, the cool thing about that was is that, you know, there was this underlying tension that when they were both in NXT, Alexa Bliss was picked on. Alexa Bliss was looked down upon, and now here she is in her mind, eclipsing all of them. I liked that a lot. And it was very simple as well. It wasn't overproduced. Uh, well, no, it is a little bit, because everything with Nikki Cross and the women's tag team titles is, is absolutely crazy. But, again, the point with Stomping Grounds is you don't really need to watch it. Unless they're going to pull a fast one. I kind of feel like it's one of those I just need to get through and get out to the other side, and that kind of sucks. You never want that from your pay-per-view, especially if you're the same age that I am, and you remember pay-per-views used to be these amazing deals, these incredible things that you look forward to and counted down the days. I don't really think many people are doing it uh, 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 for this one. Shout out to my man, Malma Blazovic, in the comments. A super chat, I should say, as always, hand on the heart. He says, Simon, how can I get on your podcast? Well, that allows me to do a cheap plug. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. It's one of the tiers. You can go through all of the tiers and see if anything takes your fancy. And yeah, one of the rewards is you can come uh, You can come on the podcast. Uh, simple as that. So if you can do that, that would rock. However, talking about um, what we need to do coming out of Stomping Grounds, for me, the best thing that happened in wrestling TV this week was the Bray Wyatt segment, the, the Firefly Funhouse, which you never know with these things, but to me, it certainly felt like a getting off point. All the characters were involved. He evolved back into The Fiend. Uh, you know, there was, there was lots of things that were said that felt like 
he was insinuating that he was going to be let out of this funhouse that he's been keeping himself in. And we, we've mentioned it here on the podcast before, but I thought let's double double down on it, especially with stomping grounds when we need to come back up the other side and do something special. Let's have Bray Wyatt. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Seth Rollins, and I don't care if it's Kofi Kingston, because at this stage, it's not like either of those title reigns are lighting up the world. Like I think WWE's done really well with them in terms of they both feel strong. Like They always win matches, and they always win matches with their finishing moves. Seth running a monk with a chair this week, I thought was awesome. I thought it was great. Unfortunately, you know, so many people are going, oh man, it's rubbish because it's like uh, he's, he's turning heel, but he's not heel. It's like, I don't think we can worry about that. The last thing we need in 2019 is stale baby faces. And who was the best, biggest baby face ever? Stone Cold Steve Austin. So if you can have a guy, you know, running around, taking everybody out, being, you know, a, a mercenary onto himself, being a badass, we know it can work because we've seen it before. And Seth Rollins certainly did, needed something injecting into his character. Kobe Kingston's always going to be the happy-go-lucky guy, but that does work too. But I don't really care which one you pick because, again, it's not like... If, if someone said, well, who would you rather lose the title... I don't really have a preference. Like, if Kofi or Seth lost it, I would have had it for a few months. And again, nothing there has really sunk its teeth into me. So I honestly think, let's not muck around with Bray Wyatt. Let's not muck around with it. When people debut on WWE TV, the last one I remember vividly was Oscar. Alaska, and everybody was like, oh no, she can't, she can't just come in and beat everybody. And I was like, what do you mean? Of course she can. If she comes in and beats everybody, all of a sudden, if you don't know this wrestler, you're going to sit up and take notice and be like, man, I've got to take notice of this wrestler. She came in and beat everybody. It's the Goldberg effect. And I'm not saying everybody can come in and be Goldberg. My dad, I get that. You can't do that because it would break the system and it would get boring. The law of diminishing returns works for everything. If you do something over and over again, eventually people get tired of it. However, Bray Wyatt, a guy that has been pretty poorly treated in, in the feuds he's had leading up to this, you know, leading up to this bit, be it against, oh, who the hell did he fight? Daniel Bryan or Chris Jericho or The Undertaker or Randy Orton. He never won. He never won. Even when he won that world title after the Elimination Chamber, it felt like it was transitional. And that's not really the type of position you want to put a guy like Bray Wyatt in. So let's do the opposite of what we have been doing. Let's do something different. Let's change the title on TV. I know it's a crazy thought, but, you know, Raw and SmackDown need something. And at the moment, Bray Wyatt has more momentum within the WWE than anybody. Anybody. Everybody's excited about him. Everybody wants to know what he's going to do. Everybody wants to see how this character is going to be able to be be a success in the ring. So don't have him... I saw some people going, oh, he should come in and feud with Lars Sullivan. No, he shouldn't come in on top we know who he is he's established he is a new character but he's not let him i don't mind if you want to build it for a couple of weeks that's fine but let him come in let him set his sights on either seth rollins on kofi kingston let them sell the absolute crap out of it much like triple h did remember triple h was feuding with mankind or mick foley whoever it was i think it was mankind it was mankind because he he rips the mask off and all of a sudden his character's jack and triple h sells it like he's seen a ghost and it's ridiculous out of context. When the world of wrestling is the best thing ever, let's do that with Bray Wyatt. Let's establish from the off this guy is a threat, not just because he makes weird, funny vignettes at the air for some reason on Raw and SmackDown. That never got explained, but I don't care. Let's have him come in, challenge to a match, and he wins. And then he's the world champion, or he's the universal champion. And then let's head him, let then treat him like you've been treating Kofi and like you've been treating Seth for the last few months. And I tell you, we'll get to the end of 2019, as long as the feuds are interesting and he's got a good storyline, people will love it. And Bray Wyatt will finally be the star that we always thought we had the potential to have because he's been backed up with booking that makes sense. And I, I, I already know, I've seen some of the replies because I've mentioned this before, like, oh no, we can't do that. It's exactly what we have to do. Or, if nothing else, taking the symbolism of that, what we have to do is do things differently. And if Bray Wyatt can be treated like a new guy, then let's, let's just go crazy with it. Let's do it. Shout out to Laniana DeBose in the super chat. Always supporting. Always supporting, which I really appreciate. Thank you very much. Who says, did you feel like WWE heard your complaint about Shane being on TV too much when The Miz stated the same thing on air? It's funny you say that. Sometimes, well, no, no, no. What, what happens is I usually, I like to think I'm quite, well, I like to think I'm quite astute when it comes to wrestling. Hope so. Fingers crossed. If I'm not, I've got a lot of work to do, which I would do. But I think it just comes down to the fact that it's a common critique that has been running through the internet. And I absolutely think they do see the common critiques. 
I just I think it just so happens that I critiqued it as well and it ties in. But how bad was that? How bad was that? The Miz even said you're only on TV so much because you're the boss's son as if like a slap in the face to all us fans to go. Yeah, we know what we're doing, but we're going to keep doing it. It was funny. They did something else as well this week that I, I critiqued and they mentioned it. And a small part of me, like the, 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 the asshole part of me wants to go. Yeah, they're, they're watching ups and downs. But of course, I mean, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> Where'd that come from? Uh, uh, then I do know they watch ups and downs, but not like religiously. I think they watch it here and there because that's somebody's job. I know wrestlers watch it. I can't say more than that. I don't know who, but I know some wrestlers watch it, and that makes me happier than you'll uh, than, than you'll ever know. Uh, Jeremy Pridemore in the super chat. I want stomping grounds to pass, so I never have to hear Michael Cole say kick ass and take names again. I didn't know that was a thing until SmackDown. It's amazing some of the stuff your brain just won't process when you're watching that much wrestling because i heard i always get his name wrong tom phillips todd phillips whatever the hell his name is i get it wrong all the time because of chris jericho and kevin owens ruined my brain but he said it and i was like what and then i realized it was the tag night tagline of it you're right awful awful tag stomping grounds completely feels like a really rushed together event which does suck it does we don't want that but it's super showdown it is it, 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 it's in the shadow of super showdown and we all know the issues there but you're right i'm i I like to be positive, as you know, and I've always got a smile on my face regardless. I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. But I really do think this is an event we need to get out the other side of. It doesn't help as well that these two events come after double or nothing, which did feel quite exciting and new. Uh, the Mark H117. Hey, Simon, much love. Hand on the heart, Mark. I didn't give it to you. Who do you think will be the next feuds after this awful looking pay-per-view for the main titles? Well, <coughs> sorry, I got something stuck in my throat. This podcast the last few weeks has just been the cough-a-thon. I do apologize. Uh, well, I mean, you, you, you tie back into what we were just talking about. I mean, if I was going to do it properly from what we have on paper, I would do Bray Wyatt versus Kofi Kingston. I'd have him debut the SmackDown after Stomping Grounds and just have him tear through the New Day, tear through the New Day, and eventually wind up with the belt. To me, sooner rather than later, you want to wait to SummerSlam or whatever, do it. Or Extreme Rules, fine. Maybe Extreme Rules would work because you could have, have him brutalize Kofi Kingston. And I think... I understand that it's a difficult thing to to try and process because people at the moment like Bray Wyatt and they want him to be a face. But I think you're going to be able to get away with more with him being a bad guy because you want him to do screwed up and weird stuff. So I think that works. Uh, and in terms of, and the reason I would keep Seth Rollins free is because to me AJ Styles was teasing something of a heel turn on Raw or potentially it could go that way. And I would do AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins again. I know we just saw that, but I think a program that eked out. Uh, and actually gave you the payoff with matches that you wanted to see. I think that's a great way to, you know, I think right now, great wrestling needs to come back to WWE. We've seen a little bit of it. That's why we need to get Finn Balor back on TV. If somebody could find out where Finn Balor is, that would be awesome. But, oh my gosh. As I now know where burp, the worst thing you can actually do on a podcast is that. I'm actually embarrassed. I don't get embarrassed. That was bad. Oh, well, that's what happens. I won't cut it out either because I'll forget. Hopefully I won't, but uh, sometimes I forget. I apologize to all. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's bad. So that's what I would do. Uh, whether or not we do do that, you know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, right there. Under, under dead F, uh, undead FB Jew. Goo. I think I always get that right. Anyway, how are you doing, my friend? Did you notice in the tag with Kofi and Seth, there was a guy at the front of the crowd that looked like old Bray Wyatt with a Yowie Wowie sign? P.S. Love you, Simon. Love you too, my friend. I didn't see that. I will go back and find it. I'll be able to find it somewhere um, because it will be, uh, yeah, it will, it will be posted everywhere. I didn't see that. Good shout. Thank you very much. I like, oh, I hate missing stuff like that because that's good ups and downs material. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Uh, Podcast in Stone, always supporting. Thanks so much, my friend. Love the Batman top. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's from a company called Sansom Athletics, who actually did get in touch with me to try and arrange some kind of deal. Uh, not deal, like a mutual beneficial relationship stuff. So that may, something may come of that. I'll let you know if it does. Uh, love the Batman top. Holy off the ropes DDT, Batman. The Fiend should team up with Repo Man. They can be called the Repo Fiends. Here's the thing, right? I wouldn't actually be against that, but that would ruin Bray Wyatt faster than they ruined him before. However, it would be funny. One day Repo Man will come back. That's just the way with WWE. And when it does, I can't wait. The amount of social media interaction I'm going to get <laughs> from that one arrival is going to be worth it. Although I do love it. He is my favorite stupid gimmick ever. Uh, Malma Blazovic in the super chat. Randy deserves, deserves another heel title run. Do you agree? Yeah, probably. 
I like Randy Orton as a heel. I think it's bizarre that he beat Triple H at Super Showdown and just vanished. So there's every chance maybe actually Randy Orton comes back after stomping grounds and feuds with Kofi Kingston, which I'd be upset about because I really want Bray Wyatt to have that position. However, a real good face Kofi versus heel Randy Orton feud, if they tie into everything that happened in 2009-2010, I actually think could uh, uh, could be quite good. We will find out, right? We we will find out. Uh, Laniana, always supporting in the Super Chat. Appreciate it. Says, thanks YouTube for that. Who should Alistair Black's first opponent be? I'm worried it's going to be Bray Wyatt, tying into what the theme of this episode is. Because he's all dark and brooding, and so is Bray. And I can see Vince McMahon be like, well, it works perfectly, even though it doesn't. You want to keep those two people as far apart as possible. Ideally, I would put Alistair Black against Finn Balor for the IC Championship. Again, kind of difficult because Alistair Black's not really coming across as a heel and Finn Balor is a quintessential babyface. But, you know, in my dream WWE, I want wins and losses to start mattering again. And I want, um, you know, I, I want there to be gray areas that are actually interesting. And I think I think you can do that. Especially if you did like Alistair Black versus the Demon. I think that's quite cool. So that's what I would like to see, but... Um, I don't know. I can't believe that Alistair Black is still doing those promos. Like the I, I've been enjoying them, but I kind of thought there was one too many last night on SmackDown. I was surprised that we were, uh, you know, we were we were doing that. Yeah, I just thought it was strange. I thought it was strange. I was like, he needs a feud now. He needs a feud. And the moment he's just sitting in a dark room not doing anything. You know, especially because if you look at it from a character point of view, if you're desperate to get a fight and nobody's challenging you, well, go challenge someone else. Go kick their ass. It's in your hands. And this really ties into why WWE needs to make the championships feel more important. Because if the championships felt more important, you've always got an embedded story that you can rely on. But because they don't, Alistair Black is just waiting for whatever decision WWE wants to make. Although I wouldn't mind Alistair Black versus um, somebody like Andrade, although he's feeling with Apollo Crews. Who else is on SmackDown? Rusev, he needs something to do. Poor Rusev, absolutely destroyed by the wild card rule. It's been, what, six weeks now? Not once on TV. Unbelievable. The Mark H117 and Super Chat, much appreciated, my friend. So we all know how much this Shane stuff sucks, but I know, and this is a long one, what if at SummerSlam we get The Miz versus Shane with a loser must retire from in-ring action? Imagine the pop when The Miz won. Dude, I love it. And I've said, um, I've, I've said before that you... <laughs> I'm not saying you should ever go back on promises within wrestling, although we always do that. But if you really want to get the Miz over as a babyface, you need to you need to do something big, especially because when you look back ever since his turn, <coughs> excuse me, lost to Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, lost to Shane McMahon at Money in the Bank, uh, lost to Drew McIntyre about a thousand times on Raw. He doesn't win at the moment. He's falling into Bray Wyatt territory again. Look how well this all ties in. Now I understand why WWE does that. It's because. They feel like the Miz is so diverse and so, and so multi-talented and can sort of be put in any situation and he'll uh, make it work. that He can lose and next time he'll still find a way to make it work, which is true, but there is a balance to that. Like It's very, very fine balance too. Once you tip it too far the wrong way, it's difficult to then get it back and get the respect and get the, uh, the believability from the fans. And right now the Miz has lost that. So if you do go into SummerSlam and you have the Miz win in a massive match like that, then absolutely you've got someone ready to go. The problem being is that I don't think Shane McMahon wants to retire from in-ring competition. And I don't mind Shane McMahon having matches. As like, I just, it's literally the same. Just take everything I just said and apply it to any wrestler. If you do it too much... You, you, even Stone Cold Steve Austin, if Stone Cold Steve Austin had been in 52 segments on Raw, by segment 52, the reaction he's going to get is not as much as, as, as the first one. And that's the problem with Shane McMahon. Obviously, at SummerSlam, talking about SummerSlam, it seems like there's enough rumors and speculation and murmurings out there that maybe we're going to get Shane McMahon versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. If that does happen, I think Shane McMahon could potentially win. I mean, I don't want that to happen by any stretch of the imagination, but it could do. And I could imagine that Shane only has a few more years left in him. And who wouldn't want to be WWE champion, right? That's the thing. If someone rang me up right now and said, Simon, do you want to be WWE champion? I'd say yes. Even though when I win that, everyone on here and in Reddit is going to be like, who the flip is that bald guy that just won the WWE championship? That's what would happen. People are like, who the flip is that guy? I'd come out to no reaction, win the championship, and I'd ruin the entire company. But I'd still want to win it, 
because then I get to say I'm WWE champion. So I do understand. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But ideally, I hope they have whatever they have in store for Bray Wyatt. I hope they learn from their mistakes. I hope he walks in. I'd rather he didn't win something like the ICL US Championship because, like I say, Finn Balor hasn't been on Raw or SmackDown for 16 million years. And the US Championship is a bit better. Samoa Joe is, is, is brilliant. And I like the fact that Ricochet won the Fatal Five Way or whatever it's called to go into, into the match on Sunday. But I don't think either of those titles are all of a sudden going to be focused on. And to me, when Bray Wyatt walks through the door on whichever show he's, he's, he's going to be on, he needs to be treated like a huge deal. So whatever you have to do to make sure he feels like that, 100% do it. I think it's so important. Like you've, you, you've given us, what, eight weeks of vignettes? All of which have been universally loved. I haven't seen one person... Well, no, you either didn't like any of them, which is cool, you're allowed not to, but if you did, I don't think we ever got to the point where someone went, meh, it was fine. Most of us thought these have been brilliant to start to finish. So you've got to use that, especially with the wrestling climate we find ourselves in now. Like AEW's gearing up to release. I don't know whether you heard Tony Khan on the Stone Cold podcast, but there's momentum there. He's excited. They're going to launch TV in the fall. Fighter Fest and... And all in, uh, all out, sorry. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I don't know why I'm co- I haven't coughed in eight. Uh, who knows? Uh, are, you know, all out sold out, as, as we talked about last week, in, in, in 15 minutes. You can't rest on your laurels anymore. Uh, shout out to Richard Dalloway in the super chat. He says, no question, just a tip of my cap to you. Isn't that nice? I mean, genuinely, isn't that nice? Thank you, my friend. That's really kind of you. You all make my day. That's very, very, very lovely. Tip my cap back. Not wearing a cap. Can't wear caps. Got a really big head. Always hurt. Podcasting Stone in the super chat. When would you ideally bring back Wyatt into in-ring competition? Do you think the Funhouse segment should continue afterwards? No. To me, Monday or Tuesday after Stomping Grounds. Where we, I really want a big hitting of the reset button. I don't think we're going to, but hey, we're fantasy booking, so what the hell. I think... Yeah, maybe on Monday you can tease that he's coming after Kofi Kingston on Tuesday. I get it. The surprise is always great, but right now you need to advertise these things to get people back through the door, to get the ratings up. Tease it Monday, match Tuesday, Bray wins. Don't need any more Firefly Funhouse segments, or you can do stuff in the ring, I guess. Um, But there's so much to that Bray Wyatt character as well. What's his entrance music going to be? How does he cut a promo? Is he the, you know, the nice guy or the bad guy? Do you try and get those two characters and merge them into one? Do you just forget about the good guy character because now he's the fiend? Does he wrestle in the mask? A lot to answer, and I think WWE really has to tread carefully. And I, I just think there could be something there. I think there could be something there. And the last thing I want is Bray Wyatt versus Heath Slater. And that's no offense to Heath Slater. I love Heath Slater, but I'm talking about the way he's been presented by WWE. I want, I want him to come in against... Someone massive. And I want him to win. And I think the best way to do that was the World Championship. Because even while WWE doesn't really treat its belts like they once did, the Universal and WWE Championship will always feel a little bit more than everything else. As they should. That's the the structure. Other than that, yeah, Raw and SmackDown were fine. Uh, Raw is actually a better show this week than it has been over the last few uh, it's kind of it started really well. I thought the first half was really exciting and really fun. And the second half it kind of just it, it fell it fell completely. No, it didn't fall apart. It was just well, what happened is the continuity issues from the last few weeks caught up with them as they're always going to and you start picking holes in it going, well, that makes no sense and that makes no sense and what does that mean? I liked Seth Rollins running right with a chair. Don't understand this reaction to, like I say, he's, he's a bad guy now. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I never picked up on that once. I think it seems to have stemmed from the Eric Young segment where Eric Young and him had a conversation said, oh, we're buddies and then Seth Rollins just twatted him from behind. Yeah, it's not the nicest thing in the world to do. But I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin do stuff like that. And I hate comparing everything to Stone Cold Steve Austin. But again, that kind of character does work. I thought Roman Reigns was pretty cool on Raw. I enjoyed everything with Roman Reigns. Um, like, that's how you treat Roman. He was having a back and forth with Shane McMahon. Got sick of their, of their, of their words, especially Drew McIntyre, when he mentioned his kids. So he just went and beat him up. I was like, yeah, you do that. You know, he got his comeuppance. He, he didn't hold back understandably a bit strange because everything on Raw was geared towards the baby faces having the upper hand moving into a pay-per-view, which kind of makes me worry that all the heels are going to win, but I can take it. I mean, it was more fun. I like strongly booked, intelligent, powerful baby faces because they're the people I want to get behind. And while they need, they do need to have a bit of sympathy, I feel that sometimes WWE pushes that too much. I want to see them in control as well. And the sympathy should come from their storylines. Like, 
somebody pitched the other idea other idea now that wwe has started showing seth Rollins and becky lynch in couple situations like they were at the mtv movie awards or something like that and they were showing kissing maybe that's something you could bring into the narrative and i think you could the only problem there is that Becky Lynch is such a strong character, you don't want her being in a situation where her, you know, knight in white armor comes and saves her, because I don't think that's right. But I like the idea of that, because that would bring some kind of sympathy to Seth Rollins. I just don't think Becky Lynch is the right person to do it, because again, she's a she's an ass kicker. You know, she's a badass. She doesn't need to to be in that situation. But if you could if you could come up with something like that that paints Seth in a sympathetic light. I think that would work, and then you can always use that to sort of supercharge his his badassery as well, because he can be a badass with his chair going out there and beating everybody up, but also he's got a soft side. Again, it's harder to do that with his current situation, but it was good with Roman. It was, and the way they did that with Roman, I guess, was featuring his kids. Somebody mentioned his kids, and he was like, no, you don't talk about my kids. I'm flipping Roman Reigns. That was good. Less talking with Roman, I think, works, because he's got, he, he looks pissed off. And that works. I don't need you don't need to tell me you're pissed off if you look pissed off. Timothy Jones in the super chat. Do you think WWE has given up on Ali? I haven't seen him on TV in a while, and I would love to see Ali versus Murphy or Ali versus Black or anyone at this point. So good. Why haven't we seen him? Why? Here's why. It's the, it's the wild card rule, and then, again, that's why I want to get through this pay per view and hope there's a bit of a shuffling of the deck. But the wild card rule has uh, made sure that SmackDown just feels like a repeat of Raw. There were some good elements on SmackDown, but overall, it was—I want to say—it's a bad show, but it was almost a nothing show again because we had just copy and pasted what we had done 24 hours before. So you know why Ali is not featured on the pay per view, as far as I know. Um, neither are well, Finn Balor's not there. Rusev again's not there. Nakamura's not there. There's loads of guys. I don't need to sit here and list them. <coughs> well, Charlotte, for example, maybe that's a better one because it goes to show that it's it, it doesn't discriminate. And because they're not a priority right now, they just don't feature, which sucks. Because the cool thing about when the brand split was flourishing, whenever that was, was that you tuned in and you got to see people like Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander. Um, well, again, I don't need to list people. So I don't think they've given up on Ali. Or if they have given up on Ali, they've also given up on loads of other people. But I don't think it works like that. Like at the moment, we've got Apollo Crews and Andrade in the creepiest feud ever where people sneak around and Chad Gable's writing notes. Just really strange. But it's it has. It, there's been a knock-on effect. And Ali really is a really sad story. I mean, it's not because he's such an inspirational dude, but from a storyline perspective and from his own perspective, you know, to be in line for some kind of title shot and then to get injured and then everything to happen with Kofi Kingston and then for your push to be utterly derailed because of that, it sucks and it's hard and it's not fair. And it would be much better if that hadn't have happened, but I guess that's life without wanting to get into my hippy trippy stuff. That's just what happens. You just never know what's around the corner. He didn't see that. He took advantage of his opportunity. Wrestling was wrestling. You get hurt. And now we're going the other way. Again, man, I tell you, I don't want to repeat myself, but Monday, we got to, we got to do a big shuffle. Please do a big, a, a big shuffle, WWE. Like, I, want to see, I want to see Ali. I want to see Rusev. I want to see Finn Balor. I want to see Cedric Alexander. I want to see EC3 not be used as a puppet. Actually, talking about how bad is that? I think of EC3, I think of the 24-7 championship. I like that um, Drake Maverick won the, won the title. I actually thought that was really well booked by WWE. I was so I was more invested than I realized because R-Truth has held it for so long and been so entertaining with it. That when R-Truth actually won, I was like, oh no. So that was really, uh, goes to show though. I know it's a joke title. I know it's silly. And I know a lot of the situations they they put people in don't make any sense. But because they've stuck to it and because they've allowed it to flow, ebb and flow for the last few weeks, I care. I really, 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 really care. And I really, really care about our truth And I think he's the savior of WWE along with, uh, along with um, Bray Wyatt. The Mark H117 in the super chat. What is your current fave finishing move in WWE? That's a good question, which I'm going to have to stare over here and think about it. But keep talking because some people are listening on audio and it wouldn't be fair to them the curb stomp is up there i like the curb stomp because i think you can hit it out anywhere and it's fun um that's the only one i can think of now because of course the trouble in paradise can be good sometimes he hits it out of nowhere which i quite like i think the curb stomp and the f5 lesnar's f5 is great because a big power move and it always looks badass 
So I'll go those two. They're my choices. Undead, FB, Jugu in the super chat. What music do you think Bray will have? Something like Siplot, Unsainted. Also, I loved our truth in the Miz tag. Truth looks so confused. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. So that, I thought it was a real cool thing in SmackDown where Truth came out from under the ring. Uh, the insinuation I got from it was that he'd been under there since Raw. Again, makes no sense, but whatever. You, you've introduced this world to me. I'm just going to go with it. And they did. They did the awesome Truth tag team, which uh, it kind of sucked because our truth got beat really quickly and then so did the Miz. And I found that a bit ridiculous. I was like, why? Did, we could have just had it as one fall, but for some reason it was an elimination match. So they both got to get taken out, which means they both look like chumps. But no, the, the Bray Wyatt music thing is interesting because I was never super high on his original theme. I didn't think it was eerie enough. I always thought that Bray Wyatt needed a theme. It created atmosphere and it created an aura, but I didn't necessarily think the right one. And I'm completely happy to hold my hands up and go that... Um, that was me. That was just a one-off thing for me. Uh, in terms of the, a consensus, I was in the minority, and that's fine. That's that. That's what happens. But something like see that Slipknot song is awesome, but does it suit the character? I don't think it does. I'd need to see it happen. I'd need to see the presentation because it's not just about the music. It's the lights, the Titantron. It's how he walks. I know he wanted that. He he tweeted it out. Um, but I don't know. I, the only way, I think Bray Wyatt should get whatever Bray Wyatt wants because Bray Wyatt has proven he knows what he's doing. And, I, and right now, I think it would be silly to criticize him because he hasn't earned any criticism. Um, right, just to catch up on the Super Chats because YouTube is annoying sometimes. My man Sean Gearhorn in the Super Chat. Hey, Simon. After last moments, last night's moment of bliss, I now more than ever want a Bailey heel turn and for Alexa to stop being the conniving, manipulative heel and become a babyface with Nikki. Do you agree? I mean, yes, probably based on the last few weeks because I was ready for that Alexa Bliss turn when she did attack the Iconics. I thought that was really, really good. I really enjoyed that. And yeah, like I say... um, what I'm looking for. Just naturally, I was like, sweet. I, I didn't know I wanted this, but you know, I thought an Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross tag team who would win the belts from the iconics, I mean we're miles away from that now, would work. And it was the same for Bailey when she had that more sort of heelish side and she won the title using her money in the bank briefcase. And that was a baby face moment. But there were elements there, which I remember we all lapsed onto, uh, latched onto, and we thought, oh, maybe there's something in there. And the segment last night, as we talked about, was good. It was very believable. Based in truth or not, it doesn't matter. And using experiences from NXT made that the most exciting feud, I think, going into Stomping Grounds, or at least one I actually care about. So coming out the other side, given how long Bailey has been a face and how long uh, uh, Nikki Cross, uh, sorry, Alexa Bliss has been a heel, absolutely, let's shake it up. I think we should shake everything up from Monday. I understand we're in this holding pattern at the moment, but and it won't happen. This is what I want. So yeah, Sean, I think that would be great. I think it would be fun and you could use that moment on uh, the the segment of moment of bliss as the catalyst to it and i think most people will get on board uh easy e78 in the super chat just want to say i love what you do keep up spread uh, the great work and keep spreading the positivity first time i've caught a live stream and it gets an up i tell you man you guys humble me massively and everybody thinks that's disingenuous when people say that through these things okay you can take it from what i want but that is a lovely thing to say to have take the time to think I'm going to put a super chat in this stream just to tell Simon thank you very much. Well, A, you're very welcome. And B, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without you. So thank you, Easy E78. You're a good, you're, you're, you're a good person. No, no, just put a smile on my face. Thank you very much. Timothy Jones, who has just vanished. There we are. Timothy Jones. You're awesome. Love the Y videos. Love the ups and downs. You're amazing. And I'm cool with missing WWTV as long as I get to, get to watch you up those downs. You see the amount of love. This is why I love what I do. I, I love it anyway, but I get feedback like that. Thank you, Timothy. And of course, as a cheap plug, uh, a little later today, obviously, because of how early we're doing the podcast, but 90 minutes time, one hour and 30 minutes over on What Culture Wrestling. Join me live in the chat as we do the premiere for SmackDown Ups and Downs, and we can go through the show together. Always appreciate you seeing you. And Timothy, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for joining me on my pro wrestling show. I love my pro wrestling show. Uh, a little behind the scenes stuff right now we're being listened to and watched. If we take the YouTube numbers into it as well by more people than ever. And given I've been doing this, I've been doing this since I, before I started a what culture. So for it to gain so much traction in 2019 feels like it was worth it, especially because it's something that I continue to do just because I loved it. So that rocks. Uh, my man, Malma Blazovic in the super chat. You are to what culture wrestling? What are <laughs> Truth and Bray are to WWE? Well, that's very nice, Malma. But I will say that I love all the guys at What Culture, and I think they all do a great job. And um, one of the coolest things they, I think, we all have our own 
independent viewpoints, and I think that makes for a really interesting channel. But thank you, my friend. Uh, BNA plays in the super chat. When are you going to run in with a chair and attack Nathan Cruz? Just steal his internet title, knock him around a bit, challenge him to a hair versus hair match. Well, I don't think he'll accept that. But as it's come up naturally, we, we will talk about it here, especially because we're halfway through the show. That works. Uh, so yes, I had my match against Martin Kirby at the weekend for the internet championship. Please do head over to Defiant Wrestling if you want to see it, and you can give me feedback. I've been getting feedback for the last few days. You know, 95% of it is really nice constructive criticism which i i can't say thank you for enough it's amazing that anybody would watch and get in touch and yeah there's some people going millie you're crap you should quit that's all good too uh i put myself out there and you just have to accept that but at the end uh maybe if you didn't see you can check the end of ups and downs on raw yesterday for kind of the context for it all but yeah at the end nathan cruz came out said some words that were not too different to some of the stuff that I get online you know just a YouTuber you're crap you don't deserve to be a wrestler I've heard it all before and it's not nice (laughs) and it's not fun and I think it's one of those things that it doesn't get to me because I'm used to it but it certainly is something that I don't understand as if I am blessed and lucky to do what I do right I love doing the podcast I love doing the what culture stuff I love doing ups and downs I love doing why I love it I love it if you had told me this when I was a kid I would have done backflips and I would have thanked you till the till the cows come home and again I've worked for it I always say this but work hard work doesn't always mean you get what you feel like you deserve I don't no one deserves anything but you know what I mean So for someone just to be able to crap all over my accomplishments just because I managed to find somewhat of a success elsewhere and then still wanted to try and throw myself into something I'm genuinely passionate about, it's just not cool. And that's Nathan Cruz, um, who I thought we had somewhat of a a mutual respect with each other. But look, it's going to culminate... The Defiant is going on a summer break after June 29th, which is a week Saturday. It's going down at the... um, We'll just check out Defiant Wrestling's uh, webpage for all the... Uh, for all the details, but it's going down in Newcastle at the Students' Union. And I've devised it. I came up with it. It's the ups and downs match. I know it's gimmicky. I know people like Millie or Vince Russo. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to do something different. I wanted to bring the two worlds together. I wanted to bring YouTube and wrestling together. So it's the ups and downs match. You get someone down for a pin, you get a point. You throw them up over the rope, you get a point. 15 minutes, Iron Man rules, right? And that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to take it on. Uh, it's on par with my Martin Kirby match for the internet title in terms of what I deem to be the most important bounce I've had. And I'm going to go in there and I'm going to prove to people that I ain't just some flash in the pan. It's not even about wins and losses. I mean, of course it is, but to me, it's also about proving a point. I'm not doing it because I thought, oh, it'd be fun to be a wrestler. I respect wrestling and I want to prove to people that I want to continue to improve. As people have said in this chat during this podcast and as people who I know listening on the audio version have said as well, that's what I want to do. So that is what I'm going to do. So there you go, BNA plays. There's a long answer to your to your to, to your question. Um, now I just have to make sure that I haven't missed anybody because I have, I have. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is the only problem with super chats. The way that uh, YouTube puts them in line is is not good. Shout out to Silence. It's her weapon zero. Always a good supporter. Really sad that the Brock party is over, mainly because Brock's boombox didn't play Zack Ryder's theme. It's not over yet. I mean, that ties into a story we can discuss. The tease is that Paul Heyman turned up to Raw, and Paul Heyman watched the main event on SmackDown, which was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens taking on uh, Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston. And we're now meant to think that we... Paul Hay- uh, Brock Lesnar could cash in at any time. The problem with that is that's Boy Who Cried Wolf syndrome. And Boy Who Cried Wolf has told us if you expect Brock Lesnar to turn up to a Raw or SmackDown, you're probably kidding yourself because he won't. And it's unlikely that WWE wouldn't make a bigger deal out of that because they know that Brock Lesnar brings more people to watch their TV. It's not working, unfortunately. And I love both of them. I do. I think Brock Lesnar's better when he's on TV each and every week. But yeah, I mean, he'll be back probably around SummerSlam. It's a shame. Uh, Isaac Masai. I hope I got that right in the super chat. Could someone pull off a warrior in the current WWE? Do you mean like an ultimate warrior? I'm going to... Let me know. You don't have, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for your comments anyway. You don't have to... to we can do it if you want. If you mean could someone pull off an ultimate warrior in the sense, run down the, ro- the, the aisle, go crazy and beat people really quickly. Yeah. That's what we're talking about Bray Wyatt earlier. If you get a new guy who's big and jacked, don't do big and jacked, whoever, someone that you know is going to engage with the crowd and they come in and kick everybody's ass, they'll get over. And they'll get over quick because everybody will go, well, he's cool. That's why, that's why it didn't work with Lars Sullivan. It wasn't cool enough. It wasn't cool enough. He did the same thing for too long, wasn't any matches, and then he had a first match against the Lucha House Party and got DQ'd. That ain't never going to work. 
That is not ever, 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 ever going to work. Uh, Michael Warner has just thrown a couple of bucks in there because he's a nice guy. Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate it. I have no idea how much it helped. And we have a new member uh, in there. What's it called? The YouTube... What are they called? Just YouTube members. I mean, you'll see at the bottom of the video, they've been called Join. I'll just explain what that is quickly. So, uh, Ismail Iqbal, thank you very much for joining me. So, I have a patron, of course, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. And because the $5 tier will allow you access to my Q&As, which we'll do this week, probably tomorrow or Friday, well, it will be tomorrow or Friday. If you also join up to the membership program, I always put the link in there as well, so you can come join my Q&As as well. Just a way to spread the wealth, uh, spread the options, I should say. So, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to do that. But thank you, my friend. Uh, I appreciate that. I think there was one more as well. There is. But as always... YouTube, you need to sort this out. Undead, FB Jew, in the super chat says, you're a genuine guy, Simon. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, my friend. I try. And some people think I make this all up and it's a persona, but again, that's all good. I did an interview this week. It's really cool with Chris Van Vallee, I think you, you pronounce his last name. I've been watching his stuff sort of all year because he's interviewed Batista and he did that Cody Rhodes video after Double or Nothing that blew up. And we had a big chat about you know, genuine and, and reactions on the internet. So keep, make sure you hit up his channel. Just search for Chris Van Vallee on, on YouTube. You'll love his stuff anyway. His interviews are great. But yeah, he, he very kindly interviewed me and that will be going live next week. And we did have a really good chat. Well, at least I thought so. So you can keep an eye out for that. Timothy Jones in the super chat. Last chat from me. Not sure if you watch WrestleTalk, but Ollie gave you a shout out yesterday. Would love to see you and Ollie do a show together down the line. That's very nice. I know Ollie from afar. I know all the Wrestle Talk guys from afar. Uh, let me know what he said, Timothy. You don't have to do the super chat. I'll try and keep an eye out for it so I can see it in case I don't get around to watching it. Uh, I know all the Wrestle Talk guys. I, they're doing a good job. Seem like they are really nice dudes. So that's very kind of him. I know they do the why thing a lot. I know this because every time they do it, I get people hitting me up going, Miller, they stole your why thing. Don't steal my gimmick. That's my gimmick. How the hell I made it my gimmick, I don't know. But, you know, I'm not against it. <laughs> I love the fact that I somehow got slapping my, fe my head over. I do get that as well. People go, Millie, you've got to scrap the Y gimmick for your wrestling persona. Not in a million years. Not in a million years. I think people don't realize I don't take myself very seriously. Doesn't mean I don't take wrestling seriously. I do, much like I take my podcast and my video seriously. But I don't take me seriously. And that's the difference. Right now, I'm wearing shorts that have Y written over the ass. And I'm not going to change that for a long time to come. I like it. I've now got a move where I hit the ropes and slap somebody on the head. You have no idea, no idea how much uh, how much uh, uh, that pleases me. But yeah, talking about my wrestling stuff, thank you to everyone that go and watched it and cheap plug, hit up Defiant Wrestling's channel. It's right there, top of the page, Simon Miller versus Martin Kirby for the Internet Championship. You can watch me be a wrestler, which I will continue to do, and hopefully by the end of the year, I'll be a little bit better. Maybe I won't. We'll find out. But I'm certainly going to try. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't give up easily. In terms of the wrestling week, that's about it. Obviously, AEW's gone quiet, building up to their fighter fest in a week or two weeks or whenever it is. It's very, very close. Um, and WWE's got stomping grounds at the weekend. I'll do what I always do, which is just go and check that nothing huge is broken while we've been talking. It has happened a couple of times. And you're always like, oh, everything with the Kabuki Warriors and uh, the Iconics, I'm not even going to talk about it. So many people ask me... <laughs> Asked me my opinion. I was like, I don't know. We're now building matches for house shows on TV. Uh, how does that make any sense in the world? And where have the Kabuki Warriors been? Um, I should say as well, we mentioned the Tony Khan Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, which you should check out. It is very cool. It's very cool. He confirmed women's tag team championships. He confirms there's going to be a tag team championship tournament for um for their for their uh, titles, which I think starts all out. So they're focusing on tag team wrestling as they. Uh, as they do. Uh, Timothy has updated me as well, saying he was tearing something down and says, I suppose I should take a note from Simon Miller and be positive about it. I love it. I love it. I love that me being positive has also become my gimmick because I am positive. Again, people go, oh, he's just doing it. Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I, it's not a put on by any stretch of the imagination. But when I started doing the what culture stuff and I realized there was this overwhelming negativity in the world of wrestling, I thought, well, I'm just going to be super positive then. Why the hell not? I'm like that anyway. I'll just copy and paste it onto the videos. And at first, it didn't work. Like, if you want to go back and do like investigatory work, you can see throughout 2016-17, a lot of people wanted me to die. They said that to me too. <laughs> but luckily, I got quite a thick skin. So, uh, but no, you win them over, man. Kill them with kindness. And eventually, hopefully, they'll, uh, hopefully they'll, uh, they'll come around. 
but no, I don't think anything has broken uh, since we since we talked or since we have been talking. Uh, most people just talking about SmackDown, and it was okay. SmackDown. I just I don't think the the, the wild card. I don't think the wild card uh, has helped. But if you haven't seen it, go watch the Alexa Bliss thing. I think I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, let's answer some questions. Pi Marek, hey from France, Simon. Bonjour. Shouldn't have done that. Do you think Vince will bury Bray Wyatt once again for any crappy reason? No, because he can't afford to. He's one of the only people in the company, and we're tying it into the title again, but he's one of the only people in the company that has momentum right now, and you have to keep that going. If you don't, I think it's going to be real bad all around. Shout out to Dell Davis in the Super Chat. He says, I think Y move should be best as a baseball slide. You'd have to tell me why, man. At the moment, I'm slapping someone on the head because I slapped myself on the head. But hey, Dale, if you've got a good idea, give it to me. I'll take spots. Working on my spots at the moment. I don't want to talk about that. I've got a few new moves I'm going to bust out soon. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I really do. Uh, Ryan How- Howard. Hey, I saw your match with Kirby. Awesome work, mate. Thank you, Ryan. Who is your favorite heel of all time? Uh, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, would be up there. Uh, the Rock Circa 1998 would be up there. I enjoyed it when Triple H was like the super heel in 2001. Controversial, I know. Ric Flair, back in the 80s, I think was probably doing some of the best heel work ever, especially from a world champion point of view. Otherwise, I think CM Punk pretty much smashed it when he he turned. There'll be so many. There'll be so many. But there's a, there's a smattering. Silence is her weapon zero in the super chat. Is Finn Balor on the stomping grounds card? I'm sorry, my friend. He is not. He is MIA. Really wish they restored their titles prestige. Yes, Vince, I'm wearing a scarf while I wrote that. <laughs> but you're right, man. The coolest thing, I, I don't want to do AEW versus WWE. Because, again, I, I talked about this on the Chris podcast I mentioned earlier. You can see next week. I want everyone to smash it. I love how much choice there is right now. But one thing I do get upset about, well, not upset, but I'm a little disappointed in with WWE, is I don't really care who the champions are. Sometimes I have to remind myself, I'm like, who's US champ? Oh, it's Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe is one of my favorite people on the roster. But that's on them. And it's going to take a good six months for them to rehab it. And, you know, when you look at AEW and the way they're treating their world championship, it does make it feel like um, a massive deal because they're treating it like a massive deal. And we're very simplistic people, human beings, because they're doing that. You start going... Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll do it too. Like that's how you've been. Uh, that's how you presented it to me. A few people as well. I should have mentioned this. They're asking: Are there any other bookings aside from Defiant? Uh, yes. I mean, I am booked throughout the summer. Um, keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon three sixteen, and you can see all of it. But once the Defiant show is out of the way, I'll make sure I start listing them here on the podcast. Simply because I haven't planned to do that, and so I don't have them in front of me. Uh, I don't know how many are going to be taped because a lot of them are sort of. I don't like saying smaller shows. That's not what I mean. But just they're just non-taped shows. But please do come along for them. And then my goal is hopefully when Defiant returns in October, you can tune in and go, oh, wow, Miller got better. Which is why in a way I'm glad they won't be broadcast because hopefully then, you know, away from scenes, you don't you, you, you don't see the, the involvement unless you come down, of course. Uh, Christian Brown. How do we as wrestling fans deal with assholes that make us look bad? Fan-related incidents seem to be happening more than ever. There have been, and it's rather depressing, even though the minority... And they don't represent the IWC as a whole. But you can't affect that. That's the thing. That happens in all sports. Like, you know, there was a football game the other day and a bunch of English idiots went over there. And they're not fans. They're people that go over there to make a fuss. You just have to remember that they are the minority. They don't represent us. But they do give us a bad name, of course, because it's guilty by association. But it's never going to change. And it's not just wrestling. It's a human thing. Um, it does suck. It does seem to be on the, on the rise, for lack of a better term. Yeah, but all we can do is... All you can do is be right to yourself. And hope these people learn one day, which they probably won't. Simon, you're the man. Love from Canada. I like being the man. That's right, Becky Lynch and Ric Flair. What's more likely this Sunday? Lesnar is a special guest referee. Wyatt debuts or Ziggler and Corbin leaves as champs. Uh, P.S. It's Spaz Phoenix. My man, Spaz Phoenix. Check out his YouTube channel. Just search for Spaz Phoenix. Um, Lesnar as a special referee is a good one. But if I was going to put Brock Lesnar in that position, I certainly would not announce it. I think you abs- I don't think the idea of a surprise ref is as exciting as someone saying Brock Lesnar is the ref. Um, out of those three, I think that would be the most likely. I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't think Wyatt is going to debut. I think doing that at Stomping Grounds would be the worst idea, given it has no interest whatsoever. And I don't think Ziggler and Corbin will leave as champions because it's just not going to help. If I know as a wrestling fan that I'm tuning into Monday and Tuesday TV and Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston aren't my champions anymore, I'm less likely to watch. I will because that's my job and because I enjoy watching wrestling. But I would understand people being like, nope, I'm not into that. So 
Brock Lesnar being special guest would be number one in all of that, but I don't think any of them are going to happen if somebody put a gun to my head. Uh, Science is her weapon zero in the super chat. How you say, whoa there, sea biscuit. I've missed that. You're responding to something I've said, and I don't know what that means. But I said I'd read everything out, and I stand by it. Uh, Ashley, do you believe they'll do him right this time, or will he just fall into obscurity, Bray Wyatt? Well, we've, we've kind of talked about that, but... I'm I'm going to be confident, and I'm going to be I'm going to hope. Billy Radborn, do you think they're using Miz as a mouthpiece for the fans as a way to cement him as a babyface? I feel like this is the best babyface Miz we've had, but it's still lacking. I mean, look, I like the Miz as a babyface. I think it was right, and I think everything they did up to a point worked. The issue was he didn't win, and that, again, that ties into Bray Wyatt. You got to win. You've always got to win. You've got to prove it to back up your words. Like if I come on here and I tell you every single week, again, you know, I mentioned my bookings. Next week, I'm going to tell you about my bookings. The next week, next week, I'm going to tell you about my bookings. In about four or five weeks, you're going to go, I don't think he has any bookings. Because <laughs> why wouldn't I tell you otherwise? So if the Miz tells me, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I go, oh, the Miz is going to win, and he loses. And the next week, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, and he loses. After about a month, I go, I don't think he's going to win. And you can tie that into a long running story arc, like they did with Kurt Hawkins, but even that was kind of by accident. But. I don't think they are doing that, and therefore, and therefore, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't work, and that's the issue. Vicky Brandon says my super chats have all been missed. Is this true, Vicky? I, I I try and get them all. I'm going to scroll back through them now, and I will check. I'm very sorry if that is the case. Um, if that is the case, Vicky, just write them all out now, and I'll I'll make sure I make sure I just catch them. They didn't pop up in my feed. I'm just going through now. I don't have anything from you, so I do apologize. Um, so just write them out now, and and I'll just answer them, and hopefully that will uh, uh, that will um, that will sort it out. But I do apologise. Would never do that on purpose. Uh, I like to obviously if you're going to give it to me. I like to give back like a shop, like Sainsbury's up in here, or Walmart if you're not if you're not from uh, if you're not from uh, from the UK. Um, but yeah, that, that that's the biggest problem with them is um, he just needs to win. He needs to be in a proper feud, not with Shane McMahon. Get him away from there and see what happens. My man Colin, don't know about everyone else, but I'm happy for Maver- Drake Maverick, stuck in so many manager roles, and now he got a belt, sort of. Do you think this holds out hope for Zelina Vega, who we know can wrestle, but is stuck in a similar way? Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe. I mean, the women's division right now kind of feels... Well, like in Naomi Natalia had that little cameo on Raw. I like what Carmella's doing. I think the Carmella R Truth partnership is great. I really get a kick out of that. So that's okay. Uh, the Iconics are good too. I do like them. They are funny. They are entertaining. Uh, but there will be women I can't think of now that I'm not mentioning. But they certainly do need to uh, have more stories. And Zelina Vega is one of them. Although I like the Zelina Vega Andrade thing. I think it works. Maybe you could do Zelina Vega versus Charlotte. I'd be all right with that. There's Dana Brooke. There you go. She's one we don't see. Although she, I think she got hurt this week. I think she got hurt. Um, she got hurt uh, on main event or something, which sucks. Oh, the Viking Raiders were back, or whatever the hell they're called now. That was interesting, wasn't it? Just popped back up on TV. You're like, oh, where have you been? That'd be my first question. I won an interview with them, and I'd say storyline part wise, we obviously know the real reason. And I go, where have you been? I would like to know. We're never going to know. We're never, ever, ever going to know. Liv Morgan, there's another one. Ruby Wright's having surgery. Sarah Logan did come out during the advert, the commercial break on Raw, and say she's a Viking now. And she's going to go Viking people. And I was like, all right, that's weird. But you do you, Sarah Logs. So, yeah, she does um, She does uh, have a new character. So hopefully, they'll, maybe they're just testing it in the breaks and she'll... And the, 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 the bad thing about that is that's how Mojo Rawley used to do his skits. And we all know what happened there. It must be so anxiety-ridden to be Mojo Rawley. You never know if you're going to be on TV or not. All right, we've got the stuff from Vicky here. Sorry about that, Vicky. Basically, I can't believe that Shane can be so arrogant. It is interesting, isn't it? But again, I kind of get it. Like, again, if someone said, Simon, do you want to be... Like, if, I'm Defiant, right? If someone said, Simon, do you want to be in 82 segments of Defiant? I'd probably go, yes. Now, I would probably say it out of... I'm a, I'm, I'm a very... You know, I wanted to... If, if the manager slash booker slash whatever you want to call them uh, wants me to do something, I want to do it to the best of my ability. But at the same time, do you think there'd be some kind of awareness where you're like, um, is this really a good idea? We'll see what happens at the pay-per-view. I mean, Drew McIntyre and um, and 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 Roman Reigns is an interesting match because Drew McIntyre can't lose, but Roman Reigns can't lose again because he lost to Shane McMahon. So at least there's intrigue there. Uh, Vicky also says, arrogant to not use real wrestlers to push Roman. Sorry, I have a toddler climbing all over me. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um... 
it is weird that they're using Shane McMahon to get, but it all depends on what the long-term plan is. If the plan is to give Shane McMahon the title, I understand why they're doing it, because then Roman Reigns will get the title off Shane McMahon. And that would probably work. If I see Roman Reigns brutalize Shane McMahon to win the world title, you know what? I'd probably react to it. But it's a bad reaction because I'm just be so happy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing is tough, isn't it? The whole thing is tough and, uh, uh, and crazy. Um, we'll see. We, we will see. Who do we think the special guest referee is going to be on Sunday? We'll have a, a, a. We've got a couple more podcasts coming this week, so we will. Um, we will. Uh, we will definitely get into it then. I don't really know who it could be. It's not going to be Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar is a good shout, although I think it'd be crazy if they do it. So who's it going to be? Is it going to be like? I don't know. Who hasn't been on TV for a while that likes Baron? Bobby Lashley. It is, isn't it? It's going to be Bobby Lashley. And I I like Bobby Lashley. I don't think that... uh, I think he's underused. However, again, how he's being presented right now, it's just going to make me go, oh... Because I've seen it. I've seen those two all do all their damage. And I just don't want to see it again. And it, it, would, it would do that thing where all of a sudden I'm going to stop trusting WWE surprises because I don't feel like I got a payoff that I wanted. That's the issue. I want to get a payoff that makes me go, wow, oh, I can't believe I tuned in. If I tune in, this Bobby Lashley. I'm like, oh, Sami Zayn. Or just to prove it's anyone. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Look, and if it was someone like Leo Rush, now that would be cool. Because all of a sudden, you're like, well, where's he been? Why is he teaming with Baron Corbin? Leo Rush can talk, as we know. So that's a cool one. It's not like a big name. It's not going to make people go crazy, but it provides a nice foundation to maybe tell a cool story. So someone like Leo Rush would work. I would like it. Probably won't happen. Michael Warner in the Super Chat. If they were going to do, it should have been Ali. They should have done that. See, Ali would work. Why does it have to be a heel? Uh, Baron Corbin is picking him. Why would he pick Ali? That doesn't make sense. I think somebody like that, but I do think they have to be a bad guy. Why Baron Corbin, you're never going to be able to explain Baron Corbin picking a good guy to be a referee in his match when he wants to win the title. That's dumb. He just, well, that's probably what happened. Uh, Silent is her weapon zero. Carmella getting married. R-Truth not getting an invite and the ref losing his car. He uses for Uber. Sad day, but at least Hornswoggle is getting married. I tell you, the R-Truth 24-7 stuff was dumb and it was proper ridiculous, but I really liked it. Because it's stupid, because I know it's stupid. Now, again, I always say this. Once you've established the rules, as long as you stick to those rules, I'm okay with it. And I know that most 24-7 skits are going to be roll your eyes, tongue-in-cheek nonsense. However, because they continue to do that all the time, and because I just like R-Truth, he's just such a likable dude. Even more so after John Moxley and his podcast said that R-Truth is just so happy to be there. I'm okay. And Drake Maverick driving off saying he's going to get married with his 24-7 belt. I was like, all right, sweet. You have a good time. You enjoy, oh, excuse me. You enjoy yourself. So, yeah, like, uh, it's, it's, I, I understand the 24-7 title is, I mean, the weirdest thing that happened this week with the 24-7 title is that Shelton Benjamin was trying to be the referee, and then an hour later, he was running around the ring thinking that's how you obtain the title, was just legging it. Like, what a strange 180 shift that was without without actually being told... Uh, <laughs> actually being told what the deal is so i'm just looking to make sure we've got all the questions and i haven't missed any questions today before we start to to wrap up i think we have this is good um but yeah it's uh that was, that was very obvious and i like shelton benjamin i was always hoping they were going to do more with him after he had that seth rollins match a few months ago at the request of paul Heyman. but hey ho never mind he did not and that's pretty much it we're coming to the end of the podcast now so i'll just make sure i do my wrap up as i want to do again if you could go check out my match with uh, martin kirby over on defiant wrestling i tell you why it's worth it anyway because even if you click it and you get a view that works for me because it looks like i'm a draw and that's all what wrestling is all about <laughs> but also i would love feedback as well uh, most people that watch my stuff are very kind very uh uh, positive people, and uh, it's it's nice to get that kind of feedback that's constructive. Vicky also says, I would have preferred a Roman versus McIntyre lumberjack match where the heels can beat down Roman, the baby faces getting to do some stints, but at least they get it on pay-per-view. I would have preferred that from just a basic match, yes. I think that would have been better. Um, but we'll see. I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do. I really am. I don't know how they get out of that one. It depends what the plan is. Drew McIntyre losing doesn't seem to make sense, and neither does Roman Reigns. Uh, if you are on YouTube right now as well, please hit that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it right now. My subs are going up, and that makes me very, very happy. So please keep doing it. Again, you can make sure you can check out any other episodes of the podcast. Do go up here as well, but they are not live, so to speak. Well, they're not live, but you can still hear them on iTunes, um, basically anything but Spotify. Why they're not on Spotify, I don't know. However, on Spotify, you can listen to my other podcast, Why with Simon Miller, which will go live tomorrow, uh, where we just talk nonsense for an hour, and it's been getting really good feedback. We have a lot of fun. We go off on crazy tangents, so please do go and subscribe to that or head back here tomorrow 
uh, to check it out. 2 p.m., which is one hour and five minutes my time, 2 p.m. BST. Make sure you head over to What Culture Wrestling. I'll be live in the chat talking about SmackDown as we, uh, we run my ups and downs. Got some interesting opinions this week, which I'm sure will make people raise an eyebrow, but that is what it's all about. Uh, and again, please do follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Simon316. Trying to grow my Instagram after being told yesterday, in fact, that I, I'm an idiot for not focusing on it more. So now I'm going to post a picture a day. No idea what I'm going to put up there. Uh, and again, Defiant Wrestling, you can check me out going against Martin Kirby. And remember, it's a work in progress, I know. Uh, and June 29th, me versus Nathan Cruz. Ups and downs match. The first ever ups and downs match. What an involvement that is. We've been doing ups and downs for a while, and now we're going to have a damn match called Ups and Downs. It makes me so happy. It makes me so damn proud. More importantly than that, thank you to everybody who is watching me live on YouTube right now. Thank you to everybody who is listening to me in the podcast land. Uh, so many people get in touch and say, Miller, I've got a long commute, or I have a long job with night shifts, and your voice helps get me through. Humbling, but damn cool, if I do say so myself. We'll be back a couple of more times this week. We'll be back next week with another live version of the podcast. Sorry we had to do it a bit earlier today, but I've now got to shoot off and get to an appointment for 1 p.m. So yeah, what culture resting? Check that. Hit the subscribe button now on here. Just do it all. And more importantly, have lovely days, have lovely lives, and I will talk to you again soon. <laughs>